Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You know how everything seems like a good idea after you've had a few? That's this show. In my car, and I'm listening to the radio. It's time for Dukes and Bell. Oh, someone told me it's the Black Beverly Hills. Is that true? Driving in Atlanta just got a whole lot more bearable. Welcome to the party, pal. Hi, everybody. Carl Dukes and Mike Bell. The names that mean goodness. Say my name, you know who I am. Carl Dukes. I drink and I know things. Oh, don't question my authority thing. King Kong ain't got on me. Sometimes you just got to call somebody, and I'm not ashamed to say it. You know, ah! And like Bell. I'm funny how? I mean, funny like I'm a clown, I amuse you. Hope you guess my name. Bring a pitcher of beer every seven minutes until somebody passes out. And then bring one every ten minutes, right? Get ready for the best five hours of your life. Fat, drunk, and stupid is no way to go through life, sir. Don't believe me, just watch. This is Dukes and Bell. Brought to you by Finley Roofing. We've got you covered. Atlanta's most trusted and recommended roofer. You know what? Why don't we start doing the stuff that other guys have done on other radio shows around the country? No. no. On Sports Radio 92.9, the game. Atlanta, what's going on? It's Dukes and Bell on Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. We start off every day and every hour by saying, hey, hey, man. We got a lot to chop up and a lot to get to because today is the start of the NFL Combine in Indianapolis. And our guys are up there. I'm talking about our head coach, Raheem Morris. I'm talking about Terry Fontenot, our general manager. Both of them went on with Andy and Randy on the Midday Show. And a little bit later on, you will hear those interviews. But, Mike, we need to start with some of the things they said today that I think hopefully gives Falcon fans a direction of maybe where we're going in this whole offseason because it all starts and finishes with what we're going to do at quarterback. So um, as we start this conversation, guys, understand that nobody at the Combine this week, okay, and everybody's talking, is going to tip their hat one way or the other to let you know exactly where they're going. You have to kind of read between the lines. And so today, we'll let you hear what what Sean Payton had to say about whether they're going to let Russ go. Because we've talked about, hey, is Russ fit here? Uh, The Bears even saying, we're not sure how or or whether or not we're going to get rid of of Justin Fields and trade him. But if we do, we'll do it fairly quickly. Mike, everybody's talking around these questions. And I get it. But you got to kind of read between the lines. And sometimes they tell you things if you're not paying attention. So 
let's start with our coach, Mike, Raheem Morris. Asked on whether or not starting a vet or rookie at quarterback would be the answer here. And we've gone back and forth on this. Right. Do we want a vet? Do you want a vet or do you want a rookie? Uh, well, we're running out of vets because we'll talk about it. it. looks like Kirk Cousins is more indication he's going to stay with Minnesota. We'll talk about it. But I, I prefer to get our next – 12 years, star, our next Matt Ryan, okay? I'm, I'm a Jaden Daniels guy, and I'd like to move whatever you have to move to get there to that guy. That's okay. what I want. And, and by the way, I love that because I feel like that's what the city needs as well. We can get behind the draft. He's our guy. I, I, I don't feel like he's coming from somewhere else and you have these doubts and, and, and you know, misbeliefs about a particular player. Right. Here's what Raheem Moore said today about the difference between starting a vet or rookie at QB. Yeah, that's, a, that's a huge difference. You know, like when you get a rookie quarterback, you're learning that guy and you're trying to teach him uh, what his uh, roles and responsibilities are along with getting him comfortable and finding his rhythm and routine, right, and being able to put people around him that can help him do that. And you have some people that would be a little bit more uh, caught up a little faster to know kind of what they want to do and how they want to do it. You can help them. Um, but, you know, it's a big difference between a rookie and a veteran. Uh, acquiring a veteran, obviously, you'll have a guy that's coming in with some rhythm and some roles and um, kind of knows his routine, and then that's about being supportive. And then how do you support that person at the highest level, and how do you get those things done within the framework of how we want to work our Falcon organization? So I think all those things being to coming into play is how you got to think about the process. You know, what's the support system behind your younger player? Hey, what's the support system behind a player that's going to come in that's got a rhythm and routine? Um, who does he like to talk to? Um, who are the people that make him comfortable when, it, when, it, when the game is on the line? Um, how all those things work, right? We've been fortunate to be around a Matt Ryan here. Mm-hmm. And what was really important about having a guy like Matt Ryan and playing at a high level was his backup, right? Whether it was Matt Schaub or whether it was TJ Yates and those people that were putting those positions of support. Like, those things are key and critical um, and, and, and just as much for a rookie as it is for a veteran. And I, and I think you got to surround guys with the people that need to be around in order to have the ultimate success. Now, he's not telling us what he prefers, mm-hmm. but he is saying it's a different situation right. if you bring in a vet. And we know this. I think most Falcon fans realize if we are to bring in a Russ, okay, a Russell Wilson here, you're not doing as much. Because he's developed. He understands the league. He knows. It's about understanding what, what Zach Robinson wants to do with the offense, Mike, and moving forward. If we draft that guy and it's Jaden Daniels, we're starting from scratch. Right. And, and to Raheem's point, you got to have the support systems in place to make sure that that young guy can not only get through the first season, but grow as a quarterback and become the player you want him to be. Right. Now, you guys know there would be a, a, a longer learning curve and a longer state of grace for a first-round pick. I know that uh, Coach also spelled out that the reason you know that we struggled last year was the quarterback position. That's Ritter and Heineke, by the way, not just specifically Desmond Ritter. For those of you still in denial over how bad he was last year. But, you know, you're going to have to ride it out. I mean, now the Steelers would pick it. They kind of forced it. They're going to try to make it work this year. But you've seen guys elevate. Josh Daniels got, you know, I mean, you, you look at Buffalo and Josh Allen got better, right? You look at, you know, uh, certainly Herbert looked like he was pretty much ready to go out of the box, right? Once he finally got the job in L.A. Right. But, yeah, I think you you hopefully evaluate. You get the right guy. Everyone's looking, as you pointed out earlier this year, n- not everybody's C.J. Stroud. For every C.J. Stroud, there's 10 guys that don't make the cut. But you're hoping you get the right guy. That's why you're at the Combine. Do your due diligence. Do the interviews. Find that guy. I'm hoping it's a rookie. But maybe, you know, they still, they're, they're parts of the organization that believe in Justin Fields and fixing the accuracy issues and the you know and the completion percentage issues there. What are we looking for in a quarterback? It's easy to say, well, we just want the best guy. That, that's easy to say. I want you to hear what Raheem Moore said about trying to figure out what kind of quarterback they're looking for. This is interesting. 
you know, here it is, right? You cannot um, say uh, in an open book context that that we're not collaborators because we're going to tell you the same thing. We may go up. <laughs> we may sit tight. Yeah. Right. But well all done. options are on the table. And I believe uh, Barry and I have done a great job of uh, making that really clear yeah. um, to everybody that's involved within our building and out. All right. So that's Raheem mm-hmm. just saying, listen, all options are on the table. Here's the cut that I want you to hear. Here's a soundbite talking about what is the best fit for the Falcons in the city. You want to go get the best fit for your people. You want to go get the best fit for your coaches. You want to go get the best fit for our city. And you want to do all those things. Like, it, it, there's nothing ruled out. And I, you know, I, forgot, to mention, I forgot to mention trade, yeah. you know, because all of those things come into play. You know, and, like, I know I'm all over the place with you right now. No. And it's good because we've really been tedious. We've really been uh, going through the process of how we're going to acquire the best fit for us. Hmm. Right on. And and I know that some people, what does that mean, the city? Well, there is something to be said for that. You know, the, talked about it. The fan base. I mean, guys. Get us excited. You know, unless you, you've not li- you just moved here, welcome to Atlanta. But, I mean, it's just th- this is a city that craves style and substance. And I, if we can blend the two, look, I get it. I know guys in their car going, I don't give a crap if the guy, you know, spinning plates or he's going to run, you know, like a unicorn. Or what. I just want to win. I get that. But there's always an element of exciting brand of football in your center. We, we've got to have it. Well, you know, Mike, we talk about our team and this disrespect thing that we always talk about around the country, and we don't get on the highlights, and we don't get this, and nobody respects Atlanta. Get excited. I had to tell you guys, when Mike Vick was here, they're on the highlights every damn week, every night, Right? okay? There's something to be said about that, and Raheem understands that. Now, can you go get that guy? Because, you know, that's Caleb Williams, right? That's at the top of this draft. That is Highlight City, and that is recognition and respect, and, oh, man, I got to see this guy play. I don't know if that, that means that they're going to move to get him, but I, I'm glad he acknowledged the fact that he understands that. There's something to be said about that. I'm not just going to pick a guy and go, mm-hmm. yeah, he fits everything, but I don't know if he's going to get the other side of this right. because there is another side of it. Look, I mean, you know, franchises that can't get this right, the Jets come to mind. Oh. They've blown it year after year after year, and they're hoping that Aaron Rodgers comes back and be healthy. But, I mean, look. They, they, they've blown it. I mean, you, you, you could do an entire radio show on this. The Dolphins, after Marino left. You know, you got to get a guy. Number one, can he handle the responsibility? Right. You know, does he, does he fit? you got to fit schematically what you're trying to do. And then there's things, you know, you, there, there's some, what's, you know, nobody's coming out of the box perfect. You know, I think people looked, what was the buzz on Stroud? Wasn't it like the Wonderlick test? They were crapping on that or he some other? process. You know, the processing examination, whatever the hell that was yeah. in the combine. I think he processed but, pretty damn good. Yeah, and I, you and I, we called shenanigans on that the moment that story dropped. I mean, like, Dan Marino didn't do great on the Wonderlick. Who cares? I mean, just get out there and ball. You've got enough film, but the film doesn't always tell the whole story because, you know, in the case of Ohio State quarterbacks, that, and that's the knock on fields, is the system thing. You know, is he a guy that the, the, way it's, the way you're throwing, now you've got to do things differently and really adapt and think on your feet quickly in the NFL. And has he been able to, to match that? Will he fit into your system? Fields is the guy you want if you're going to go that route. Yeah. So, I mean, it's the same questions you have for the guys that haven't played yet in the NFL. The Bears, by the way, they said they want to do the right thing by Justin Fields. You know why? Because they respect him. This has nothing to do with, mm-hmm. again, his lack of leadership or the way he's handled situations. But Ryan Poles, the general manager today, saying – um, that he has a has no master plan to reveal this week at the combine when it comes to fields, but if they do move on, Mike, they'll do it quickly. 
Look, nobody tells you what they're going to do in the draft, right? I mean, even Carolina, you know, they didn't tell you. Number one, I mean, this is, rarely does it happen. I think the, the Bengals are the only ones who said, we're going to go, everybody knew right, it was going to be Joe Burrow, right? That was it. The only other general manager call I've ever seen show his hand was Billy Knight, the Hawks general manager, who for some <laughs> reason said, uh, we're picking fifth and let me take all the guesswork and mystery or potential leverage out. We like Sheldon Williams. What? <laughs> what? Orange shaking his head behind the glass. Only in Atlanta really telegraphs to the entire league what his intentions were. You generally don't do that. You hold the cards close to the best. Yeah, because people will move on that and, and pray. By the way, we do have two quarterbacks under contract. Desmond Ritter, Taylor Heineke. Okay, Ritter's in his third year. We know this. Heineke's in the last year of his deal that he signed. We can, Atlanta, the Falcons can save $7 million if they release Heineke. If you release Ritter, all right, you could probably save over a million dollars, Mike, if it was a post-June 1 cut. Mm-hmm. I don't know if they move on from both. You still need a backup, okay? And, and again, Ritter is way less expensive than Taylor Heineke is. But the fact of the matter is, they may. Right. But they, I do they, know this, neither one of them will be starting here. Correct. They may have some guys already in mind from other organizations or you know, guys, at ba- other backups that fit more about what the Rams were doing. That just makes common sense. All right, we got plenty more to get to. Jake Asman, he is in Indy at the Combine, host for ESPN and Mad Dog Radio. He's going to join us next to talk about what's going on today. All the storylines. Stay right there. It's Dukes and Bell on Sports Radio 92.9 The Game at Odyssey.com. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. Atlanta, we got a lot of work to do, man. A lot of things to figure out this offseason. Jake Asman, he is with ESPN and Mad Dog Radio. He's live from the Combine in Indianapolis. So, Jake, obviously, you know, coaches speaking today, there was a lot said, uh, our coach, our general manager up there speaking. What do you get the sense? And I want to start here because it's been such a big topic with the Bears and what they're going to do. What do you get the sense they're they're going to do with Justin Fields? They didn't come out today and say they were trading him outright, but they said if they did, they'd move him fairly quickly. Do you feel like that's a done deal, even though they're not telling us? 
I, I, I do, guys. And, you know, it's, it's interesting because I was talking with someone who covers the Bears right before I hopped on with you. And she basically told me, hey, you know, we have a pretty good idea. Like, we're going we're gonna to know for sure what's happening by the end of this week. So it kind of does feel like, you know, the NFL Combine being all about, you know, the, 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 the prospects and the draft, but all the business for the NFL kind of really gets started this week as far as free agents and mm-hmm. trades. And, you know, with this scenario, you have obviously our draft prospect with Caleb Williams and Justin Fields all kind of coinciding here. So I, I do think we will get some sort of clarity on that by the end of the week, potentially. I wouldn't be surprised at all. Jake, I know there were some stories written about them talking to the Patriots. That and and is there any way Chicago can screw this up? Because they've had a rep, they've been a rep of being very dysfunctional. This seems like, seems like they could really get everything right if they pull this off. Yeah, there's no doubt. I mean, look, I I, you know, I grew up a fan of a team that also screws everything up in the Jets. So like, <laughs> when there's a will, there's a way, guys. So I, I so yes, I guess they could, but it, it just feels like there's a, there's an obvious decision you make here, right? You 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 obviously can reset the quarterback contract by going out there and, and taking Caleb number one. You could trade fields. You, you start the bidding and see, and see what you can get. Maybe you do him a solid by trying to trade him to a place you would prefer if the, the offers are close. But, I mean, at the end of the day, you know, if you believe in the quarterback you're taking number one, Justin Fields, while you want to maximize his value, you still have the ninth pick in this year's draft as well. So it's just about moving on, making your decision, having conviction in that decision. So could they screw it up? Of course they could, but mm-hmm. I think it's kind of hard to screw up if you decided Caleb's your guy, and then you just move fields and, and off we go. We're talking with Jake Asman, guys, from the Combine in Indy as we get uh, the latest from up there. What about what you heard from Sean Payton today, talking about Russell Wilson? He's another guy we've talked about that may or may not be available. And Sean Payton said, well, we'll figure it out in the next two weeks. I mean, they don't know? Yeah, I mean, come on now. They don't know. They sat him down at the end of the year and basically embarrassed him publicly. And then Russell Wilson, I saw, went on a podcast with uh, Brandon Marshall and is talking about winning, you know, two two more Super Bowls over the next five years. I would also like to date, you know, Margot Robbie and Cindy Sweeney you know, over the next five years. But, I mean, come on now. I mean, Sean Payton could say whatever he says. Uh, you know, today, all within two weeks, we'll have an idea. But I think everyone would be shocked if Russell Wilson is, is, is actually back in Denver playing playing with the Broncos another year. Jake Asman from ESPN and Mad Dog Radio. By the way, let's get your two cents worth, because we've talked to everybody, including guys who cover the Broncos. I mean, do you feel that somewhere else he can walk into a locker room and be respected and not treated like the punchline to a joke? Mm. If he plays well, I guess he can, right? I mean, like, winning is the great deodorizer. So I I guess you have to ask yourself this. If you bring in Russell Wilson, are you bringing him in because you think he could still play at a high level? Can he get a team to the playoffs if the circumstances is right? I mean, there was a stretch last year where he wasn't, he wasn't terrible. They were winning games. He was definitely much better than he was, you know, the previous year under Nathaniel Hackett, which is not a surprise to anyone. But ultimately, if you're a team bringing in Russell Wilson, you got to have conviction that he could still play at a, you know, at least at a, a serviceable level, above average level. And if he plays well, I think that's that's what players care about, coaches care about. At the end of the day, if he stinks it up, then all the other stuff with Russ starts to come into play. But it, I think it truly comes down to. What's your evaluation of him as a player? If you think he could win games with them, then yeah, I think he'd get the, the respect of the locker room very quickly if he plays well. You know, a guy that's throwing this week, and I think he needs to impress, I, I really do, is Michael Penix. Um, and I'm curious to know what you think about him. We've discussed him as a possibility, you know, being drafted here if we stay at eight and, you know, a figuring that nobody makes a move uh, just with the mock drafts. Michael Penix, I think, has to have a really good combine to put himself in the conversation as maybe that fourth quarterback in the first round. I think the first three are, are already taken, right? We know Caleb, we know Drake, and also, you know, uh, Jaden Daniels. I don't know who that fourth guy is. What do you think uh, think of Michael Penix? 
you know, I'm definitely going to be biased on this because he was nice enough to come on my ESPN New York show a couple <laughs> weeks back uh, during uh, Radio Row Week. And I left that being like, damn, man, I'd love, I'd love the Giants to take him at six. I'd love the Jets to sit behind Aaron Rodgers. So that's where I'm coming at it. But, I, look, I, I enjoyed watching him a lot in college. I think as far as just being a pure pocket, accurate quarterback, he's as good as any in this class. I think what concerns you is the age and the two ACL injuries mm. that he has suffered. But if you're a team that can look past that and you believe in his ability to throw, and maybe you're a team that has a really good offensive line in place, like I think Atlanta does, then at least you, you feel like, all right, you know, we could put him in and he could be successful right away. But I, I think the injury factor, more so than just the combine performance, is something to watch. And I'm sure the medicals, if he gets tested this week, like everyone assumes he will, that maybe tells you a lot as far as how teams feel about him. Speaking of medical, Jake, uh, we saw the video out there. I guess it was on a tennis court, but Kirk Cousins showing good mobility. It should we all assume he's going to stay in Minnesota? I, I don't think we could assume that based on some of the reporting coming out of Minnesota that, well, they don't want to give him another fully guaranteed deal. I wonder what the thought process is from a Viking standpoint. They're kind of in no man's land in the draft. Uh, you know, with, with where they're picking, they could go quarterback. Maybe they could trade up. You know, if they move on from Kirk, are they in a spot where they look at it and go, well, he's, he, he's good, but he's coming off this injury. He's not worth paying $45, $50 million potentially. I think Minnesota is one of the more interesting teams to watch this offseason because there's a path for them to be a playoff team next year with Kirk Cousins back and Justin Jefferson and all that. And there's also a path for them to maybe enter a rebuild where their offensive-minded coach gets his quarterback to kind of groom going forward. So that, that's definitely a, a very intriguing storyline. I don't think he's a lock to go back to Minnesota, though. I'm, I'm fascinated to see how that plays out. Speaking of intriguing storylines, uh, the Bucks say they want to re-sign Mike Evans and have him be a Buck for life. We've heard that line before. Um, what are the <laughs> odds of it happening that Mike Evans returns? Because they could have got this deal done last season. They could. Doesn't it feel like there's some negotiating through the media going on right yes. now? Where yes. you, know, you have the, the leaks coming out. Oh, today is the last day for him to get a deal. Otherwise, the Bucks cap hit will go up to this. And it's like, okay, well, he's not a free agent just yet. It, it does feel like, ultimately – there's a deal to be made because I, I just honestly I just can't picture him playing for a different franchise. But I mean, look, if he does hit the open market, there's going to be a lot of teams that are interested. I mean, he he's Mr. Reliable, you know, Mr. Reliable. I mean, he's a thousand yard receiver every year of his career, and it's not like he's had Brady every year. He's he's done it with Jameis Winston and Mike Lennon, and this past year with Baker. I mean, what he has done in his career speaks for itself. I can't picture him playing elsewhere, but. You know, we get to March 11th and legal tampering starts and he's available. All it takes is one, one GM with a lot of money to spend to, to wow him, and, and maybe that's the difference. I think all fantasy owners have projected him to the Kansas City Chiefs for like the last three years, man. True. Jake Asman's with God. us. He's up <laughs> in Indianapolis, guys, here on ESPN and Mad Dog Radio. Uh, keep it in Tampa. Baker Mayfield, are they going to keep him or is he going to be out there? You know, I was listening to uh, Jason Light's press conference earlier, and he made it sound like they want to keep Baker. You know, they're going to do everything to keep Baker. I, I'd be surprised if they let him walk. Now, I don't know what his asking price is. I mean, does he view himself as a $40 million a year quarterback like Daniel Jones got from the Giants a couple of years ago? I don't know if Tampa wants to pay him that, but if there's a happy medium and for Baker to you know stay in a city and play for a franchise where he's fairly comfortable and found success, I think there's a deal to be made there. I'd be surprised if he's not a Tampa Bay Buck. Yeah, it's gonna be uh, it's gonna be interesting. Tell me the most intriguing story for you at the combine right now. Obviously, we got a full week and guys working out, but but what are you most looking forward to, to seeing? You know, obviously there's the quarterbacks. Everyone could talk to you about that, but I, I'm curious about the Brock Bowers hype. You know, how how mm. high could a tight end go? And and given what we've seen in the NFL with tight ends is emerging, 
the last couple of years. Does that maybe change the perception of, oh, well, you can't take a tight end that high in the first round? Look what, look at Kyle Pitts, as you guys obviously know, yeah. in, in your city. But I am curious to see uh, just how much hype there is around him. I mean, you know, I had someone tell me that's a scout that his floor is George Kittle, you know, his ceiling is Travis Kelsey. And I'm like, okay, let's, let's maybe calm down a little bit. But if that's how they feel, you know, obviously you'd be, you'd be on board with that for a top 10 pick. So I, I'm curious to see what his, uh, you know, what, what his like testing numbers are and, just what, where the, the hype is with him, because you have these receivers who are unbelievable, you know, Marvin Harrison Jr., Malik Neighbors, Roma Dunze, and then Bowers might be like the next weapon people talk about. So I'm curious to see where he potentially could end up. He's just a super athletic guy that just always finds a way to be open and always steps up in the biggest moments. Even when he was a freshman, Jake, he could have gone to the NFL and somebody would have, would have picked him up. Hey, speaking of a surprises, uh, the rest of the quarterbacks, uh, Bo Nix, first round, not first round. I mean, I... A lot of folks, because we're too close, so we saw him be awful at Auburn. They look like a rock star out there in Oregon. <laughs> right. Yeah, it's, it's, it's funny how that works, right? I, I, I've, I've heard that there could be anywhere from five to six first-round QBs. Mike Tannenbaum told me on my Mad Dog show that he thinks there's going to be six guys going around one. I, I definitely see at least four, maybe five. Six feels like a lot. I feel like McCarthy is going to play himself into being a first-round guy. So you have the big three. J.J. McCarthy, maybe Penix, maybe Knicks. I, I guess I could see it, but I'm kind of with you guys. I'm not as in love with Bo Knicks as maybe others are. Yeah, it's going to be interesting, man. We certainly appreciate you stopping by. Enjoy the week, and uh, we'll be paying attention to all the stories. Jake Asman, thanks for stopping by, man. ESPN Mad Dog Radio, we appreciate you. Hey, my pleasure, guys. Thanks so much for having me. Cool. Kevin O'Connell, by the way, was uh, talking with the media up there, the uh, coach of the Vikes, and says, I think we're in a good place talking about negotiating. Uh, some folks, as, you, as he brought up, worried about that guaranteed money. And maybe Minnesota tries to you know, massage that number a little bit. You know what's interesting, too, Mike? The Giants, they got the sixth overall pick. And Joe Shane's the general manager in the day. He was like, well, we've got to consider Daniel's injuries when we think about the quarterback position. Just say you're drafting a quarterback. Yeah, and, Just say it. And I know we brought this up last or last week and this week. That's a team we really got to get ahead of. If you do I agree. Covet, you got to get ahead of the Giants if you cover one of those elite QBs. Because they might be trying to move up themselves, too. All right, guys, coming up, he's back. Who's back in town tonight? We'll tell you, and we'll talk about it. Also, Brave Spring Training continues, and he was good today. Stay right there at Stukes and Bell. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. This hour brought to you by the Man Cave Store for family, friends, fun. Visit mancavestore.com. Thanks to our guest, Jake Asman, stopping by, talking about all the uh, things going on at the Combine. And there is a lot because, again, all the coaches are there. Everybody's speaking. Um, and we'll hear from more coaches and general managers as the week goes on here. But And then we'll get to the workouts, and that's going to get interesting. He brought up Brock Bowers real quick, Mike, before we get into some headlines. Um, Brock Bowers, in any other draft, all right, that that doesn't have these particular receivers in it could easily be a top three or five pick. I think because of these receivers, Mike, 
um, in the three that we've been talking about, and obviously it starts with Marvin Harrison, and some people say, hey, look, Neighbors is better at LSU. That We're going to find out when they get to the NFL. But I do think that Brock Bowers, duh, is going to be the first tight end taken. But when you put these receivers in the mix, it's like, okay, how far does he drop? And I said this, for Brock, I'd love to see him go top ten. But, Mike, what if he falls out of the top ten, and we said this yesterday, and goes to Cincinnati and gets a chance to play with Joe Burrow? See, that's a win for Brock Bowers. Yeah. Now, unless Harbaugh you know, pulls kind of their version of you know Pitts, Pitts had such a smaller sample size. Yes. Remember, he was only 20 when the Falcons drafted him, but you saw the athleticism you're betting on the come. And we may still see it come back to that Pro Bowl-type career. But, you know, in the case of, of this guy, I mean, wow, Bowers is ready. You wonder if Harbaugh is, like, salivating over that. They, they still need some line help, too. It'd but be nice to get Herbert that kind of right. safety, right, this, that, that, that safety blanket. The ultimate weapon in the way that Harbaugh likes to run the ball. Yeah. that just kind of plays. And then Harbaugh's going to do his thing, but you can see some of the Chiefs-type stuff coming in. The year we drafted Pitts, then there was a run on wide receivers, Jamar Chase, Jalen Waddell, and then a few picks later, Devontae Smith. So you could see that happening, but yeah, the, the the one like San Diego, LA would be the one outlier that could maybe take that top ten flight, and that would be what five? They're at five right, right now. I'm talking about the Chargers. Yeah, that's uh, the Bowers thing is going to be interesting, and and even if here's the thing for me with Brock Bowers, if I'm an NFL team and I see Bowers, Mike, and let's just say he doesn't test well, I don't think that'll be the case. But let's just say he's not as fast as we thought, or who cares? Turn on the tape. In the biggest games, this dude showed up. To me, that is more important than how fast he runs in the combine or what he lifts. It just is. I need guys that can play, and that guy shows up in the biggest moments. Mm. I would not care two cents if I'm an NFL team and I'm interested in Bowers about whether or not, oh, he didn't put up 225 enough. Who cares? Go turn on the Auburn game when he took over the fourth quarter and won the damn game by himself. Right. I mean, that's why I told Jake Asman from ESPN. I mean, he was ready to go as after freshman year. I mean, there were, he, he could have gone. You saw the skills. You know, it was identifiable, right, the first few, few, first few games you saw him in a dog uniform. All right, guys, more on the combine coming up. It's Dukes and Bell. Big O behind the glass, our engineer, Turtle, our executive producer. Let's hit some headlines. Strap in, youngins. Hitting the headlines with Dukes and Bell. Well, he's back tonight. We're talking about John Collins. John the Baptist and the Jazz are in town to take on our Hawks at State Farm Arena. Our coverage begins at 7 o'clock right here on Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. Tips at 7.30. We know Trey is out for the foreseeable future, guys, at least four weeks. But, Mike, you were talking about this in the break, and – John coming back. Is he tearing the world up? Is he killing it? Eh. Remember, there was even trade rumors about John before Christmas up in Utah, so he just can't catch a break. He is a point and a half under his career average right now in Utah, 14 and 8 right now, 14 and about 8 uh, rebounds. Uh, let's see, just looking for some some game log. How's he looking? Dropped 20 on the Spurs. Everybody's dropping 20 on the Spurs. Yeah. 9, 19, 18, 11, 11. So kind of what he did here, if you're looking back at his last six games. This is also Quinn Snyder's old team. Correct. And not that it matters because a lot of the guys that were there when he was there are gone. Uh, you saw Ingles the other night in Orlando. We know Donovan Mitchell's in Cleveland. So, yes, there's that element, but I don't know if it means as much, Mike. It's not like he just left and the guys that he just coached are still there and he got fired. Will the Hawks have a little highlight reel from the 21 season? Him that thunderous dunk against the Sixers? Well, listen. A little they, love? They should. A little they, love? They should. And by the way, if you're going to the game tonight, give, give, give right. Casey a nice applause, man. I mean, he did everything we asked him to do. Um, Six seasons here, as we said. Yeah. The guy was, you know, we talk about leadership. Or The only thing with John is he would always say the things you wanted to hear, just sometimes you couldn't necessarily back it up with the big night you needed, uh, you know, Offensively, I just felt he's kind of miscast under the pick and rolls. Just, the, I guess, the book on him as a hawk, just too inconsistent a jump shooter, right? Yes, 
That's that's been the issue. Lori Marketing, player. They got Jordan Clarkson uh, and Collins. That's kind of their three guys. We'll see what happens tonight. I don't think we're sneaking up on anybody anymore. (laughs) As the Hawks try to uh, get another one without Trey, who, by the way, uh, apparently had his surgery today. And uh, from what we're hearing, everything went well. So, Mike, we'll just have to wait and see how soon he can heal up. Meanwhile, what about spring training? Chris Sale. See, Chris, I told you. Two innings. No hits, no runs, no earned runs, no walks. Now, first outing. But again, this is what you want to see. This is what you want to see. You want to see him do well. You don't want to see him get shellacked, Mike, and give up three home runs in his first outing. I'm happy about it. If we had told you that Sale gave up six earned runs and got shellacked and it looked <laughs> like a softball to, game. Yeah, I mean, ready to run him out of here. I, you know, I'd, I'd certainly make a snarky comment. So, <laughs> yeah, as you said, hit 95 on the gun and was clean. So that's all you can look for, man. Him and Strider, everybody so far so good. Yeah. Uh, long spring training. It too is. long. Yeah, it is. Um, but, again, if he can be just even close to what he was prior to the injuries, it's been three years he's been plagued by stuff. Yep. If he can be close to that, guys, He's going to eat up innings. He will be fine. And this rotation with Charlie Morton, who's given you on average since he's been here 178 innings every year. So I think, Mike, that's what you're looking for. Can I? Do I have guys in Strider and Sale and more that can eat up innings and get us through the season? Before we got hurt, he was the fastest of 2,000 strikeouts, Chris mm. Sale. And, you know, this is a guy that's won a World Series, been a seven-time All-Star. And if he can, you know, you're basically looking for him to be your Charlie Morton, that older guy that can still bring it, right? Bring the heat as Charlie Sneaky catches up on you. No doubt. Uh, as we talk about the Falcons, guys, we've been mentioning they are at the Combine. Can I hear uh, Terry Fontenot talking about, uh, this was on Andy and Randy, all options are open at quarterback. Again, they keep saying this because they – I think this is where they're at. You, you can't take anything off the table. Here's Fontenot. I think it's, uh, it, it's, it just really confirms the more information we get, spending more time with the staff and going through it, the more information we get, it just confirms that we're, there are so many options and, and, and things. There are so many ways to do it and to be successful doing it, whether it's to draft, whether it's uh, free agency, whether it's via trade, and so, and we're still, as we're here, you gather more and more information um, about these players. You continue to go through evaluations. So there are a lot of different ways that we can do it. And I'm very confident and excited uh, going as we're right in the midst of this process, because I have a lot of confidence in our building. So he inherited Matt Ryan and they rolled with it for one year. And then they made the decision to do what they did with Mariota and, of course, Desmond Ritter. Mike, this is the the moment that defines Terry Fontenot, whether he will be here for the next decade or be here for the next year. And I mean that, like the next two or three years, because who, whatever decision they make at quarterback, this is the guy he's going to be tied to. And this is what either sinks or swims you, to your point, about the big, the big, it's the biggest pick he'll ever make. We still, and we've tried, and Andy and Randy tried to get some clarity on, was it Arthur Smith? Was it, uh, you know, where, why do we go with Pitts? Collaborative. I do go back to, I think for people forget that it was Matt Ryan and you didn't think you were going to have Matt Ryan off the roster. That Arthur, I still to this day, I'll, I swear it's Arthur that drove the Deshaun Watson thing. I think you're right. And, and then that just kind of screwed up everything because now, you know, you, you never would have thought you'd trade Matt, Matt Ryan for a third-round pick. You know, whatever you thought he had left or didn't have left. But you, you just took on all your leverage. You, you made a big splash with Deshaun Watson. It blew up in your face. I don't put that. Guys want to put that on Fontenot. I think that came from Arthur Blank. He can deny it all he wants, but I, I, that just smells like an Arthur Blank move to me. It does. Uh, and it set us back in a different way, right? When you go in with plans and then your plans get, 
they, they have to, you have to turn left instead of right. And, you, and I think that's what happened with the coaching staff in the front office with that whole ordeal that went down with uh, Deshaun Watson. Either way, Fontenot up at the combine. He also talked about the new salary cap. Now, we think, hey, $30 million more dollars. This is going to be great. How does this affect our spending? Yeah, I, I would say we we basically it was it's more than we anticipated, and um, it's clear, like the league said, it's unprecedented that growth, and it's really unbelievable when you look at. Uh, somebody sent me a, a sheet that where it shows from from '94 to now and how much growth the league has had, and it's, it really is unbelievable. Uh, the the our mindset with the cap is okay. These are the must needs and wants, and we have to get these things, and we have to. Um, make sure we, we hit these and because it's not just the cap it's the cash it's what you're willing to do luckily we have an owner that's willing to spend and he's very aggressive and he doesn't mind spending a lot of money at any point because some places you can have cap space but they're they're not willing to, to spend the cash to get so that's where we have that support from ownership and so we know regardless of what the cap is whether it's more or less we know we can kind of figure out ways to do it but but that said when we saw that number we we're excited it's going to help us. I mean, we, we we need more help as we continue to get more flexible with the cap, and hopefully we don't get ourselves back into the situation we were in, Mike. But the other side of that is the good part about winning is that you find yourself back in that situation. If, if everybody does what they need to do, Drake, Pitts, Bijan, in a few years you're going to find yourself in this situation where you're, you're trying to figure out how to pay everybody right. because the team is good. That's a good place to be. We don't want to be bad and have the situation we were in. Remember the 16 draft class, you know, guys that you see go and do well in other teams like Devondre Campbell, and you hated to lose that guy. That's a guy who was a mid-round draft pick, fourth-round pick, and you watch him really do good things now in Green Bay because you just didn't have the loot because you were so jammed up with the cap. In case you're wondering, it's still the same rule from the CBA. you got to spend at least 89% of the cap over okay. a four-year period. Otherwise, you start to have to pay the remainder of the guys. you got to bump everybody up if you don't. It's on your roster. So that's where that stands. All right. Last but not least, uh, congratulations to Dale McGee. Uh, Mike, he takes over a program. By the way, I know a lot of people are saying, okay, uh, what's this mean for Georgia State moving forward? Um, first thing is, and I love this about Dale McGee, he's going to have fun. And he said as much. Listen, we're here to have a good time. We're going we're gonna to play hard. We're going to do all those things, but we're going to have fun. And um, we're going to have fun, we're going to laugh, we're going to work, and uh, they're going to get their butt kicked too. But, uh, <laughs> but we're going to roll our sleeves up and we're going to do this thing together. So a great opportunity for him, Mike, to take over the program. Um, and we will see where this goes. And, you know, I think it's a good hire. President uh, Brian Blake and Athletic Director Charlie Cobb going in and, and you know, sharing the, the fact that they thought this was the right guy to come in. And, and take this over. I heard Randy Mack, heard Rusty Manziel talking about it too, saying this is a guy that was really well-respected in Athens and done a great job. A lot of folks saying he was, it was overdue to get this shot. We were just talking off the air, and I'm not trying to irk Georgia State fans. You just wonder, in, in the, the current state of college football, you know, how tough is it now to recruit? How tough is it to keep things in the momentum, which Georgia State seems to be having right just a few years ago and keep it on track? Yeah, and, and it's a challenge because you don't have the resources that you have at Georgia. You just don't. But I do think, and I've said this, with Georgia State being right in downtown, the stadium is great, guys. The old Ted and how they revise it, it's a great spot. Um, Mike, there's too much talent in this Atlanta area. All right, everybody can't go to Georgia. Everybody's not going to Alabama and Auburn. There's too much talent for it to just kind of pass by and say, well, Georgia State can't be good. The expectation should be they should be much better than what they were. Now, uh, Jim Chaney and Kevin Scherer are going to serve as OC and DC, which may give former Georgia fans some flashbacks. <laughs> about, uh, ah, Shady. But, uh, Shady, but uh, 
We'll see where it goes for him over what? there, George. It feels State. like we were just talking about him. Uh-huh. Yep. I mean, that was like, what, six years ago? Cheney and Pittman were the package deal. Yeah, that's right. right. That's right. All right, we got plenty more to dive into, guys. By the way, headlines brought to you by our friends at ATL Live Well. Don't just live, live well. On the way, all eyes are on them because this is where it starts. We're going to get into what they had to say today as, uh, of course, this hour brought to you by the Man Cave Store. For family, friends, and fun, visit mancavestore.com. It's Dukes and Bell. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us, and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. 